This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everyone, and welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. My name is Nigel Seedy. I'm joining me now, looking ahead to this week's massive week of tennis or 10 days of tennis, is our, uh, not, I was going to say senior. You haven't got that yet, uh, Rory. <laughs> it's our WTA tennis handicapper, it's Rory Giovanni. Uh, Rory, how are you, sir? I'm okay. Yeah. Didn't have the best of Indian Wells. Um, and I, I yeah, I went the wrong way in the final again between Rubakina and Sabalenka. Um, I backed, I think I bet Rubakina for the Australian Open final and Sabalenka won. And I thought Sabalenka would win last night and Rubakina won. So um, hopefully they don't meet again in the Miami final. But um, it was an interesting tournament. And um, yeah, um, Rubakina and Sabalenka in the final again. Sviontek beaten by Rubakina again. Um, looks like we've got, you know, we are thinking that Sviontek would, would walk this sunshine double. It hasn't happened. Um, she's got something of a rib injury. Um, she said uh, during, um, after her match against Rebekina. So she's not hundred percent sure to line up for this tournament, which makes obviously the anti-post betting, the outright betting very interesting, but, uh, Indian Wells, I thought I watched the final last night and, yeah, Sabalenka, she served 10 double faults in the first set and still almost won it in a tie break. And, you know, it shows that, you know, she had double fault demons last year. So those haven't quite gone away. And, and you could see how much, effect, you know, losing that tie break affected her at the start of the second. She got broken straight away. Rebecca looked pretty cool and calm and, and she won her first WTA 1000 title. Obviously, she's the, the defending Wimbledon champion. One thing to note from last week, Coco Goff, she lost to Arena Sabalenka, I think in the quarterfinals. And I, I think I've seen why she has such a poor record against top 10 opponents. It's just that, you know, she was against Sabalenka and she just didn't have a plan B. So she keeps hitting it back flat or with, you know, with a bit of top spin, but she keeps going in those rallies and Sabalenka at some point just crunches the ball past her for a winner. And, Goff just couldn't change her game. I think I saw she played a slice midway through the second set and actually won the point. And she played a drop shot late in the first set. But you know, she just wasn't changing it. You know, she was, you know, Sabalenka was just hitting winner after winner. And Goff just couldn't seem to get out of, you know, just change her game. You know, she needs to change it up. So, you know, Sabalenka was in the zone and, and Goff just couldn't get her out of it. So I think it's something she needs to work on. Um, if she's to compete against the very best. She has got time on her side, though. She only turned 19 last week. So, you know, you, you know she, she, she can get there. But I, but I think it's something she needs to address. Is it fair to say that Sabalenka has only got a plan A 
hit a winner. If it's a winner, it's great. If it's an unforced error, it's an unforced error. You know, pretty much. There, when you hit many... the ball that hard, though, you can get away with that. <laughs> but it's, it, but I, mean, I think I think if you look at most women in this in in the top twenty in the world, a lot of, a lot of them only have a plan. I mean, Svontek is is different from everybody, but Sabalenka, I think, is the, is the one person of all the draws who, who say she has a plan. It's hit through the opponent, and if it doesn't <laughs> win, you're going to do twenty double faults, or you're going to do. 57 unforced errors it's 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 basically shit or bust really <laughs> it's, you know, it's yeah, language, exactly it's, that's what that's yeah. the, that's the tennis blade she plays it, it is i mean she does you know she she does have a she does throw in the odd slice and the odd drop shot now and again i mean she's got quite a good drop shot when she uses it but yeah if she's if she's not hitting it past the opponent there isn't much for plan b but as I say, she doesn't really need one. I mean, Fiontech is different. That's why I really like, you know, that's why Ashley Barty was so successful mm. because she could mix it up. And I really like Carolina Mukova at the moment. She reached the quarterfinals for us in Indian Wells. She could have beaten Rybakina. You know, she had every chance in that match. She threw away the first set, won the second, and then fell apart a bit in the third. But, you know, I think if she stays fit, and that's the biggest question mark with her, um, she's got a chance of winning something big this year. And, you know, we're looking at Miami this week. Mukova, she, she's actually in the qualifiers. She's just, she she beat Heather Watson very comfortably yesterday. And I think she's just beaten Christina Kukova. I think she was 4-1 up in the second set when I last looked. So, yeah, yeah. you couldn't really back her because fitness is an issue. She's played two qualifying matches to get to the main draw. So, you know, you wouldn't be looking at her this week next 10 days but you know you, you, i think you're kind of looking you've got so many players who have this almost one-dimensional game just sort of hitting it hard from the baseline and if you've got someone who's got something slightly different you know a bit of serve volley now and again which mukova has a drop shot chucking in the slice just giving players a different look because you know if the ball sits up Sabalenka or you know even Rybakina who hit the ball really well yesterday they're just going to hit the ball past you so you know you've got to try something different where are you on the women's games now Rob we spoke an early part of this year and we thought that Shrontek would be so dominant and she would start tournaments at minus money now it seems to be like a, it's like it's like the English Premier League there's like a top four that's just sort of emerging or just pulling away from the rest of the, the pack Shrontek, Sabalenka, Rybakina and Barbara Kudrykova. I mean, do you think that those four will dominate the tournaments coming up in the and the big majors coming up? You know, Pegula and Goff seems to have gone off the radar. You've got Garcia, so inconsistent. It seems to me now that there's like this top four that there was in the men's game when you had the Dow, Federer, Djokovic, and Murray the dominating. It seems that the women's game now seems to be a, 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 an elite four just, just pulling away a little bit. Perhaps. I mean, that could all change in the next 10 days, but that's what it looks like at the moment. And, you know, again, you know, Krajikova lost to Sabalenka in, in Indian Wells. They're due to face each other again in Miami. So, you know, we might get a different result and Krajikova might come out on top in that section of the draw. Um, there are other players, though, especially if Sviontek's not fully fit. You know, we could get a surprise in the top half. Rybakina, as I say, she was vulnerable against Mukova, could have lost that match. Very, very good for the rest of the tournament. Um, and Rybakina, a hard tournament as well, and Sabalenka both had hard finals on Sunday. We know how hard it is to follow up. And, you know, it's not like Sviontek last year won the Sunshine Double, but she went through Indian Wells quite easily and was pretty fresh for Miami. Rybakina's had, you know, 
at least two hard matches in Indian Wells. Can she go a long way in Miami? I'm not really sure. So we might get a surprise in the top half of the draw uh, for Miami. It, it's quite possible. Quite possible. Let's have a look. Just before we go on to the draw, just one question there. Is it is it a case of Triontic opposable because of the fitness or is it you think Triontic is opposable because of her form? You know, are we looking at like tournaments where if Shrontek comes in, she she's the one to beat. We're not going to, no one's going to beat her. But because we come in with a little bit of an injury and a concern, now we look for uh, and sort of areas to to capitalise on that. And the lines haven't really much changed. I mean, we talked, we spoke last week before we come on to the the actual odds. We spoke last week or or, or two weeks ago when the tournament started in Indian Wells, and Shrontek was a plus one sixty favourite. She's been comprehensively beaten by one of her arch rivals, Ruby Keener. And she's got an injury. She's only plus 175. So do you feel that the market hasn't adjusted too much to, to the defeat and the injury or more the injury rather than the defeat? A bit of both, perhaps. I, I think, I mean, I think she's drifted a bit since that plus 175 earlier in the day. But yeah, it's still, I think she's still like plus 200. I mean, she's still, I think she's still opposable. I mean, she's, yeah, she's got injury doubt and she's been beaten twice now this season by Rybakina. They're in the same half of the draw again. Um, there's definitely, I mean, even before I was trying to oppose her because I thought she was too short, you know, plus 150, 160 isn't my sort of price for a long tournament. Um, and, you know, these are, you know, below, just below the slams in terms of prestige and in terms of length, you know, there's six rounds, I think, for the seeds for at least five or six rounds. So, you know, they're tough tournaments to win. And Sfiontech, having looked invincible early in the season, obviously that that was, you know, put aside by um, Krajikova in Dubai quite comprehensively. So, you know, you had a doubt about her form then. Maybe it was just a bad day at the office. But now she's been beaten by Rybakina. Yes, the injury might be a reason, but yes, definitely. You've got two reasons. You've got two reasons to oppose her. So you have to oppose her. We have to oppose it. Let's look at the draw, look at the markets as we have to speak now. You said uh, the, the odds here, they're going to change all the time. Check the Bet Rivers website. You'll see the different changes in the markets. But at the time of recording, Igor Schwantek is a plus 175 favorite. Sabalinka is plus $6. Uh, Ribikina is $8. Bravo Kudrikova is uh, $12. Jessica Peckley at $1,400. Coco Goff at $1,400. Going to be very keen to win an event and their home. Uh, tournament, you know, uh, Karenin Garcia plus 2000, and really, we could, I think, we can write off a Zachary at plus 2000, Andre Burr recovering from injury 2500, Benchik 2800, Kudamatova uh, 2800, and Madison Keys at 3300. When we look at the draw, Rory, obviously, um, I've broke it down a little bit here. My assessment of the draw is the quarter one is a very, very difficult. You're going to get Shriontek against Rita Bikina potentially in the quarterfinal if Shriontek is fit. Q2, easy, winnable. Q3, easy, winnable. Q4, Krajikov against Sabalenka again, uh, potentially in the in the quarterfinal. Um, difficult. Difficult two draws. Uh, the top half and bottom half seem to sort of level itself out. But Q1 and Q4 look really hard. To me, Q2 and Q3... Look, 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 weaknesses, and they're the sort of areas I'd like to oppose. What before we go into your analysis of the draw, the conditions, and uh, your thoughts of where the potential winners and potential value here 
and Miami are. Yeah, it's a bit faster than Indian Wells. I mean, not that it could be slower because Indian <laughs> Wells was really slow. But uh, that, Daniel Medvedev said it was the slowest court he's ever played in. And, he, and he's tweeted a day. He said, "I'll be back next year, but please make it faster." Incredible. <laughs> I think it was yeah. a bit. I, I think it was slow, but it wasn't as slow as he was making out. It's. I mean, it's. It's not. It's not clay, but no. it's not far off. Um, I think. I think Barbora Krajikova said something about the courts as well in response to that, saying it wasn't that bad. But um, yeah, they, they were slow. So Miami's a bit quicker. It's not massively quick, but it is a bit quicker. Um, I think you're speaking to James Blake, aren't you, this week? Who's the tournament director? I can't get through. I've, I've been messaging James Blake <laughs> for tickets busy. and passes. <laughs> he said, uh, not you again, Seeley. He's, uh, <laughs> he, he's not returning any of my calls. But oh, I would okay. expect the conditions to be a lot faster than they were last week. Not not yeah. ridiculously fast, but definitely faster than they were. I think it'll be a real level uh, field that everyone wants to come and expect. I think last week was slow. They want to make it a little bit quicker. I'll be there from Thursday and I'll be on the court on Friday and hopefully we'll catch up with James as well here. But um, I think I think you're looking at more traditional, faster, hard court tournaments, which will suit uh, you know the players who can hit through the ball and, and be a little bit more aggressive and go for the winner. So I think um, that may be a problem for Schwilmtek here. I think she with the injuries, well, I think if you want to, but I think it will be quite fast here. That's my that's yeah. my impression. The weather is supposed to be pretty bad uh, from tomorrow. Then gets through to Wednesday, Thursday, and it brightens up a little bit. So it's going to be a little bit faster as the week goes on. But I, I think we're going to see a little bit faster conditions than last week. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, that plays more into the hands of someone like Rybakina, maybe Sabalenka as well. You know, it could be similar to Dubai which was won by Krajikova. So, you know, the still the top players are still going to be the top players. There's not going to be a great deal of difference. And, you know, and even though we talked about how slow it was at Indian Wells, the cream still rose to the top. Mm. You know, you saw the players in the semis. It was, you know, pretty much top four. Um, so it's, you know, even though... I remember talking to James Blake a couple of weeks ago, this sort of homogenization of courts, you know, they're all kind of medium, slow, medium pace. You get the odd quicker one, then you get clay. But, you know, the best players are still the best players and it doesn't seem to really matter. Grass is probably the main exception. You know, you still I don't think players. it is anymore. I think it used well, to be. Yeah, it, it it's definitely a lot slower than it used to be. I don't, I don't course, think it yeah. is anymore. I think um, I think that I think that I think they've the conditions now. You know the the, the cream rises the crop in every tournament if they want to want to yeah. be involved or they're no in, they're fit. You know they're they're not injury free. Then then they do all right. Yeah, I mean someone like you know even the men's game Nadal winning Wimbledon. I mean that's just that that would never have happened thirty years ago because grass. You know you know when <laughs> Blake, was three, James Blake was, was three. That's why we're well, yeah. years ago. Well, yeah. But James Blake was they, saying you know. You know, the Spaniards would turn up to the Clates to Wimbledon, you know, with their bags already packed because they knew they weren't going to get past the first round. Um, and, and, you know, and similarly for some of the, you know, Americans turning up at Roland Garros, they knew they weren't going to get past the first round. It's very different now. And, you know, a lot of these surfaces play very similarly. So, you know, back to back to the draw, you can expect the same familiar faces. And yeah, quarter one does look tough. With Sviontek and Rybakina, I'm inclined to oppose Rybakina because, as we've discussed, backing up Indian Wells and a tough Indian Wells is going to be hard. There are two 
in the top quarter who I'm interested by. You look at the second quarter, you've got likes of Pegula, Goff, Azarenka, who are all possibles, even Danielle Collins, if she finds a bit of form. Samsonova would have a chance in quicker conditions with her serve. But I've backed her a couple of tournaments already. Yelena Ostapenko's in the first quarter, and I'm, I'm going to back her again. The other one who I find interesting in the first quarter is Paola Vadosa, who's on her way back. And she lost two close sets to Rybakina in Indian Wells. The faster conditions might actually suit Rybakina more. But as I say, she she might not be fully tuned up after her Indian Wells exertions. But Ostapenko, she bageled Petra Kvitova in Indian Wells and then still lost the match, which is just a bit typical. Um, I think she's still playing well. She reached the final in uh, Miami, I think, two or three years ago. Um, I think, you know, she her draw doesn't look too difficult until the fourth round when she's due to meet Sviontek. We don't know what sort of conditions Sviontek will be in then. If she beats Fiontech, she can beat anyone. So Ostapenko would be my pick from the top half. The bottom half, yeah, quarter three, Sakari, Jaber, Vekic could be interesting. Kvitova had a good time in Indian Wells. She could be interesting. Benchich is there as well. Very hard to pick someone. But in the fourth quarter, as you've mentioned, we've got Krajikova and Sabalenka. And I'm going to go for Krajikova. To, uh, to win this tournament both of these are each way outright bets but Krajikova ran into Sabalenka at Indian Wells it was on her racket that match I, I watched that match and and she could have won that it went to three sets um you know the way she won Dubai was very very impressive and Sabalenka the way you know she lost that final at Indian Wells yesterday I think there might be some mental scars from it you know, 10 double faults in the first set. That's just, you can't win matches serving. You know, and she almost did. She almost won that first set despite serving 10 double faults. But it's you, know, you could see the anguish and, you know, there was such a contrast between the two players. You know, Rybakina, quite calm, focused, and Sabalenka. I don't know if she was swearing, but she was definitely cursing and, and getting very agitated. And, and she could see the start of the second set, she lost it. And she got broken and we lost the match. So I think you can try to oppose Sabalenka here in Miami. Um, and, and for Krajikova, apart from Sabalenka, you know, you're looking at probably her quarterfinal against someone like Sakari or Benchich, but it doesn't look too difficult apart from that. Um, I was actually in quarter three. Bianca Andrescu played really well against Igis Fionte. She gave her a really good match in Indian Wells. And, and I think she reached the final here in Miami um, a couple of years ago. She had to retire hurt in the final. She would have a squeak at a price. The only problem is first round, she's facing Emi Raducanu, who's who looked quite good at Indian Wells. And then if she beats her, she's got Sakari second round. So that's a really, really tough start. If Andrescu can get through those first two matches, she could go a long way. But, you know, with the odds and everything, it's, it's a tricky, tricky start. So for you, Ostapenka, what price yeah, are you going to get? Again, um, $80. $80. Yeah, bigger okay. price than last week, you know, and I think perhaps, you know, probably because she went out early last week to Kvitova, but you, you're getting, she was $50 last week. She's $80 this time. Um, and, and Krajikova is $1,200, $12, um, which you know, if she can beat Sabalenka, which, you know, she's already done this year in Dubai, um, you'd really fancy her chances of, of making the final because it doesn't look too difficult apart from that. 
Obviously, Ostapenko's in that quarter with uh, Igor Shvontek, and if there's an injury doubt to her, then her odds are going to half. So that's a, another yeah. angle for that. So keep an eye on Igor Shvontek. Uh, she is the tournament favourite here at plus 175 with Bet Rivers drifting as we speak out to plus $2. But rib injury concerns, uh, lots of tennis already this season, maybe not the certainty that we may have fought a couple of weeks ago. I like Kivitova here. I think Kivita at fifty to one is uh, is a nice shout. I do. I, yeah. I agree with you, Andreska. But I think that third quarter we're going to get a real big uh, semi finalist, a big price. And I always like the idea of uh, players playing a really big match in the quarterfinals or the last sixteen, so they're absolutely mentally done before they get into the semi finals. I love the idea of seeing like you know a Nadal playing Federer. Uh, in in a semi final at Wimbledon with Djokovic in the other half of draw, where he plays Kevin Anderson, you know something like that. That's the kind of thing I like, and the fact that these players are playing some big big matches before they even reach the final gives someone who would come through on those quarters a great opportunity to come through. So I think if they are fast and a bit faster than last week, and I, from my understanding, they are going to be a little bit faster. I think Kavita at fifties, a uh, player who's only lost. Um, Three to- the last three of the tournaments she's played, she's lost Zachary, Krajikova, and Goff, and she's not going to play anyone. Not going to play any one of them sort of level of opponents in that section of the draw. So, give it her a fifty to one for me. A little bit of pizza money. Uh, this comes with the bread and butter. The bread and butter. We you know we hit the jackpot. We hit the jackpot if we get the winner. But the bread and butter is the match betting, and we've got some selected match bets here. Uh, you want to run through them there, Rory? We've got the first one. We've got for for Vitova against uh, Wang Zhei. Uh, Big a favorite for Wang Jay actually minus 150 plus 120. Kavita, you want to go through the card there? Give us your thoughts, yeah. On those so, matches there. This is Brenda Frivertiva, who's the younger sister of Linda Frivertiva, who we talked about quite a bit this season. Brenda turns 16 next week, and oh. I'm not sure why she's this short. I thought Xi Wang would be a much shorter price here. I think. The reason she is so short is she's just won an ITF 40,000, 40K event in India, in Bengaluru. But she didn't have to be anyone in the top 200 to do that. So I think it's a false, it's a title, but it's a false title. In a I way. think it's because it might be a night game and Favita might have to be past her bedtime. Surely it's got to be something <laughs> like that. She's, she's, she's got it's got to be something like it's, that. They might, they might schedule mad. her for the late and then she's just to be home by bed. <laughs> 15, 15. Oh, it's incredible but yeah and there's so many young players coming from Czech Republic I mean you know Linda Noshkova as well 17 and she might have just turned 18 but yeah Linda Frivertova as well but Xi Wang hasn't been in brilliant form but she did beat Olga Dalinovic in Indian Wells she took a set of Anastasia Potapova who gave Jessica Pegula a really good match in Indian Wells I think Wang wins this really comfortably so I'm going to go for straight sets so the bet here is Brenda Frivertiva not to win a set at plus 163 yeah we passed her bedtime so um, she's going to struggle let's hope for the last game on court number nine after yeah. a 7 6, <laughs> six, seven, seven, six match and we might have a chance she's got to be out early to do the paper round uh, <laughs> there's been money for Frivertiva today a lot of money for her as you said a uh, lot of money Wang Ji hasn't had the best of seasons, only two six this year on the on the hard courts. But um, it's uh, she's she's so much higher in the world rankings as well. It should be an opponent there that you want to be. Uh, Martia Kostuk against uh, and a player that you've been with already a few times this season. What do you think about this one? Yeah, Elisabetta Cocciaretto from Italy. This should be a good yeah. match. I, I haven't got a bet for this one, but it's two players now ranked inside the top fifty. Uh, Kostiuk won her first WTA Tour title in Austin uh, about 
two and a half weeks ago. And then she went out in the first round at Indian Wells um, to Rebecca Peterson, who had a really good week, the Swede. Um, Cochiretto was disappointing against Spain's Nuria Parizas-Diaz. Um, Kostiuk's minus 200, Cochiretto plus 160. I think it's priced about right, but it should be a good match to watch. Might be one to, to get involved with in play. Um, the next match is interesting, though. And these games, we haven't had the order to play yet. So check out the Bet Rivers yeah, website. So absolutely. The handicap here is three and a half, and the total games are pitched at 21 and a half. So it's a pick and match. It, might, it looks a long game there. It looks like a game that could go a long way. So uh, just yeah. check out the website. The, the order of play comes out in a few hours' time. Check it out. But the action starts tomorrow. So make sure you head to the Bet Rivers website if, in case you miss any of this. We don't actually know when these games are going to start. So make sure. You uh, check out the website for all those uh, start times for these matches. Yeah, don't miss them. Um, the next one um, is Anna Kalinskaya, short price favourite, minus 305 against Victoria Jimenez, Kassintseva, plus 235. Um, this could be interesting. Kalinskaya thrashed Alicia Parks in Indian Wells before going out to Carolina Pliskova in three sets. She slipped to 64 in the rankings. Victoria Jimenez, She's a really talented youngster from Andorra. She won the 2020 Australian Open Girls final and reached the semis at Wimbledon the following year. She comes into this tournament full of confidence. She won an ITF 25K in Boca Raton in, in Florida, which which actually, okay, it's a lower tournament. It was 25K compared to the one we talked about for Vertifer earlier, but it featured a number of players from inside the top 200. It was on clay, but she didn't drop a set a week. Uh, Miami's going to be quicker, granted, but you know she, as I say, she's won the Australian Open Girls title, which was on quick, quick hardcore. Um, I think she can outrun her odds here. Um, I'm thinking this is going to go to three sets, so my bet is over two and a half sets at plus one seventy. I think she's a real talent, and I think she can, she can do some damage. She might not have enough to win the match, but I think she can, she can get a set here. Next game, we've got Mertens minus 325 against uh, an, a player that's made you some money already this season, Alicia Parks at plus 250. Seems a big price on uh, Alicia Parks at plus 250. I think these two players are going in different sort of uh, paths in their career at the moment. Um, are you liking the outsider here or you, you think the it runs to form? I think it's funny because Mertens actually looked like she was coming back to a bit of form. But then at Indian Wells, she she lost to Jin Yu Wang, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, Parks, as a, she only took two games off Kalin Sky at Indian Wells. I mean, we we discussed how slow it was. So Parks likes quick conditions. You know, she's she's all about her serve and big forehand. So I suppose it depends how quick Miami actually is. My my inclination is my my thoughts are that it's, it's going to be a bit quicker, but not. It quick enough for Parks. I think she needs it you know, decently quick. You know, her two titles end of last season, uh, ITF champions, ITF titles were indoors, hard, and her title in uh, Leon when she beat Caroline Garcia in the final was indoor and hard. So, you know, they were quick. Um, this, again, this could be another one. You know, if Parks is struggling early on, as she did like she did against Kalin Skyri in Indian Wells. You know, watch this one early on and then maybe back Mertens on the handicap in play. Because, you know, if Parks I think you can tell pretty early on if Parks is on it or not. If her serve isn't working, 
you know, and it's not really going for her. I think she's very, very, you know, it's, she struggles to get to get going. Um, I mean, she has been a slow starter and picked up, but I just think on this sort of surface, I think she's really going to struggle to get involved. So not one I want to bet before the match, but definitely one I'll, I'll have a look at in play. Next match we have is between two veterans of the tennis world, not Roy Giovanni against Nigel Seeley. This is uh, Sloane Stevens against Shelby Rogers, an All-American clash. Looks a very interesting one. I think the crowds will be behind there. Shelby Rogers, um, only 30 years of age, but uh, been around a long time. Sloane Stevens, a former major winner. Sloane Stevens is plus 133, and Shelby Rogers is minus 167. I wouldn't trust either of these at those prices, but uh, have you got an opinion in this game? Yeah, I think at the prices you can go for Stevens. I mean, to me, this is almost a pick. I mean, they're 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 not in great form either of them. I mean, Stevens lost to Sophia Kennan at Indian Wells. That was her second consecutive first round defeat. Rogers beat Katie Volonets before going out to Sakharin in three sets in Indian Wells. She actually took the first set six two, lost the next two six four six love. But I think at the prices, I think Stevens is a bet here. We know she's inconsistent. That's factored into the price. But it's like if she's on a going day, you know, if she's on her game, she can win this. She's a major winner. She's, I mean, I think with the conditions as they are, slightly quicker than India Wells, I think she can hit winners. I mean, I watched the highlights of her match against Kenin. She hit some amazing winners. She just didn't hit many of them. So if she can get going, I think she's, I'm not saying she's going to win, but to, I thought this would be a lot closer on the odds given the form they're in and obviously Stevens with the bigger reputation, you know, as I say, former US Open winner. She's done a lot more in the game than Rogers has. So, yeah, and uh, the crowd might well get involved in this as well. You know, Stevens yeah. is the old favourite, if you like. She's not that old at all, but she she's struggling a bit. The crowd might get behind her pick her up and um i think she's worth a bet here yeah, plus 133 rogers is minus 167 i've never before the handicap is two and a half game start for stevens it looks like a tra- absolute trader's paradise this game it looks like in and out yep. breaks the serves yep. totals look cheap to me at 21 and a half you can bet overs at minus 113 uh robin montgomery she is up against anna bogdan anna bogdan is minus 345 Montgomery is plus 260. What do you like here, Roy? Yeah, Montgomery's a player I like a lot. She won the US Open Junior title and she's not didn't play badly at Indian Wells in lose to Magdalena Freck, who gave Ons Jabur something of a scare. Bogdan missed Indian Wells. I was looking at why. She didn't have an injury or anything. She just wanted to go skiing with her friends, which is an odd one as a professional tennis player. I'm thinking she might be a bit underdone. She hasn't played for a month since making the last 16 in Dubai. Um, she doesn't find life particularly easy against left-handers. Um, throw in some home support for Montgomery. And I think she's got a real chance here at plus 260. If she wins the first set, I might be tempted to trade out a bit. Um, but I like her odds at plus 260. Yeah, plus 260 Montgomery. She's definitely a player. Do you want to keep an eye on in the next couple of years or so? She's getting better and better each time she plays it. Bianca Andrescu against Emma Raducanu, probably the best game of the first round. You touched on it earlier. You think Andrescu could potentially be a bet on the outright market. So I'm suggesting you actually like her to beat the uh, the Brit here. Minus 117, Andrescu, minus 107, Raducanu. Showed some form last week in Indian Wells, but never got past the third round. 
yeah, this really could go either way. I, I, there could be some value in going over two and a half sets here. This could go all the way over two and a half sets is plus one, two, three, but I'm hoping this is on a reasonable hour so I can watch it and, uh, and maybe get involved in play, but that, that should be a cracker. No bet now, but um, should be a really good match to watch. Yeah, minus 117, minus 107. The total game's a bitch at 22 and a half, which is the highest of all the women's games tomorrow in the first round in Miami, which isn't a surprise at all. The final game, Sasanovic against Galfi. Sasanovic is minus 240. Galfi is plus 188. Uh, Sasanovic, what do you think here? I, I like Galfi here. She's had some good results of late. She beat Bernarda Perry in Linz. And then she beat Danielle Collins at Indian Wells. She was a lucky loser there, made full use of that, and then took a set off Caroline Garcia. I think she's in the form of her life, the Hungarian, and I, I fancy her at plus 188. So, Rory, uh, Galfi, plus 188. There's a couple of picks here. You, you've gone through the card, but uh, you haven't really given us your official picks. So what was your actual official okay. plays, including your outright picks this week in Miami? Okay, outright. Uh, Yelena Ostapenko, $80 each way, and Barbara Krajikova, $12 each way. Uh, for the matches, Brenda Frivertova against Yu Wang. I'm going for Frivertova not to win a set at plus 163. Uh, Anna Sky against Victoria Jimenez Kassintseva, over two and a half sets at plus 170. Sloane Stevens at plus 133 to beat Shelby Rogers. Robin Montgomery at plus 260 to beat Anna Bogdan. And finally, Dalma Galfi at plus 188 to beat Alexandra Sesnovic. There you have it. That is the Miami tournament this week, the Miami Open. That's the WTA side of it, summed up by our fabulous uh, handicapper, Rory Giovanni. Tomorrow, I'll be speaking men's tournament with John Calvert. The draw is being made. I think it's being made now or in the next couple of hours or so. So we'll have the odds for the men's tournament tomorrow. I will be in Miami from Thursday at the tournament for three days for Bet Rivers and because we win. And remember, there's three ways to follow us here. You can download Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is the Bet Rivers Network, and get all the fantastic content on there. And you can follow us on Twitter at Because We Win for all the fantastic content from all our brilliant handicappers, including Rory and myself. Uh, I'll begin some speedos on South Beach, giving you some picks uh, from a hammock somewhere where you can all be very jealous when you're sitting at home in the cold. Anyway, that has been Game. <laughs> bet match Rory thank you very much for joining me as always we'll speak to you again later in the week but that is it tomorrow I'll be back with Sean Calvert looking at the men's draw here for the Miami Open a massive 10 days of tennis action check out betrivers.com all the best odds are there take care thanks for listening to betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network